Hello, this is Dr. Steve Vargo. I'm one of the consultants with IDOC, and you are listening to episode one of our new podcast series. And uh, this first episode is titled Top Five Interview Mistakes That Lead to the Wrong Hire. So, so much of your success in practice is, is getting a great team, and such a big component of that is it starts from the beginning, is, is getting the right people from the start. So, Three questions I'd like to answer throughout this, this podcast is one, how to identify specific qualities that you're looking for in a job candidate? Secondly, how to ask better questions to determine if they have the qualities you're looking for? And lastly, what questions to listen for in their answers? So much of being a good interviewer involves being a good listener, but that, that really requires asking good questions and knowing what to listen for in the answers. So let's jump right in here. We will, uh, top five interview mistakes that lead to the wrong hire. Mistake number one, overvaluing experience. Uh, so we probably all heard the term hire for attitude, train for skills, and some of you may be thinking, well, that sounds great. I've heard that before, but I just don't have the time to do a lot of training. And I understand that completely. In a lot of small practices, especially, there's very limited time and resources. But do balance that against the, the reality that research shows that about 90% of the time new hires don't work out has more to do with attitudes than it is the skills. So it's things like coachability, emotional intelligence, temperament, motivation. Those things make up the majority of the reasons that new hires don't work out. Technical competence research has shown is only about 10% of the, about 10% of the time a new hire doesn't work out really has to do with the skills. And I can tell you from my experience working with, with hundreds of doctors on, on this very issue of lo alone, whenever there's a staff management issue, an employee not working out, it's almost always attitude. So I'm sensitive to the fact or the, uh, the desire to get people in there who have experience because there's a shorter learning curve. But if experience is your main criteria, if that's your main focus for hiring, just be aware that you're really leaving yourself exposed to the majority of the reasons that, that new hires fail. Okay, mistake number two, not defining attitudes prior to the interview. A lot of times we rely on more vague, undefinable first impressions during an interview. And, and sometimes when I ask a doctor, a manager, what are you looking for in a new hire? I, I tend to get these vague responses like, well, I'm looking for somebody who's a hard worker or somebody who's responsible. And there's really no process of determining if the person actually possesses those qualities, at least during the interview. So my suggestion is usually to try to identify some specific attitudes that you would that would be a good fit for your practice. I'll give you a good example, which is the company Zappos, who recruits people with one of one of the uh, attitudes that they look for is is humility, and they've just found that employees with humility are much easier. Uh, they work better with other people. They're more coachable. They're they're more likely to be team players, and they've really struggled with hiring people that have the bigger egos. So they've tried to stay away from that. A lot of businesses that are uh, really based on on customer service look for empathy in people, with the the idea that people with higher levels of empathy will have greater concern for the well-being of others. So how do you determine what qualities you want in your practice? 
Well, I would suggest you just start by observing. And if you do this long enough, if you own a practice long enough, if you manage people long enough, you'll start to notice certain consistent qualities in, in your high performers versus your low performers. When you look back to the, uh, the superstar employees, the standout employees, what was it about them that made them your high performers? And if you could just identify some consistencies there, it doesn't have to be a long list, but three, four, five consistencies, those are the kind of qualities that you wanna hire for. Similarly, take a look at your low performers, observe them as well. What is it about them that makes them your low performers, the ones who struggle, the ones who perhaps fail in the job? What are the three, four, five qualities that they possess because those are the qualities you probably want to stay away from as you hire new people. Okay, mistake number three is what I like to call giving a roadmap to the interviewee. Uh, once you've identified what qualities you're looking for in somebody, if we can agree that that's a, that's a big part of it, getting somebody with the right attitudes, the right behavioral attributes. Once you've identified that, don't tell the interviewee what those qualities are. Don't tell them what you're looking for. A lot of interviews start out like this. Well, here's what we're looking for. We're looking to hire an optician. And we, we cross-train our, our different employees, so we are looking for somebody who's able to multitask and learn quickly. Uh, you have also need to be a team player. We work in a collaborative work environment. We're looking for people that are team players, and we're very much focused on customer service. So we're looking for people that are friendly and like working with other people. Well, what's the problem with that, with, with giving all that information up front? Again, as, as we mentioned earlier, the, the questions we ask in an interview are basically a test to measure if the person has the qualities that we're looking for. When you give them all that information on the front end, you've basically given them the answers to the test, and that's going to impact the answers they give you. So they'll need to know this information, obviously, but I would suggest you just withhold all that information until later. Don't give, all, don't give them all that information up front to start an interview. Okay, mistake number four is asking hypothetical questions. I know it's common to ask questions that start with, what would you do or how would you handle a certain situation? But we have to realize as well that employer people being interviewed are in a bit of a vulnerable position and oftentimes they're trying to tell you what they think you want to hear. Okay, This is one of the main reasons you don't want to give them all that information up front about what you're looking for, but a lot of times if, if we're all being honest and, and we've all probably been in this position before of being interviewed, we're kind of trying to tell the person what they think, what we think they want to hear and hypothetical questions tend to get hypothetical answers. So uh, I favor a approach more in line with what's called a behavioral behavioral based approach to interviewing which is basically based on the the concept the premise that the best predictor of future success is past performance so this really involves asking questions about situations in their past that required them to use the qualities you're looking for so i'll give you a quick example at uh, at starbucks now one thing about Starbucks, it's very much built on, their model is very much built on the, the experience they create and the level of service they provide. So if we go back to our example before of perhaps empathy is a quality that they're looking for, I was actually sitting in a Starbucks once and overheard an interview going on and the person interviewing the candidate asked, 
tell me about a situation in the past where you dealt with an angry customer. Now, she could have answered that in a variety of ways. Her answer was along the lines of, I just can't believe how hard you work for people and how ungrateful they are. Now, that may not be a deal breaker, but it's certainly a red flag for me if I'm looking for somebody with empathy. She went right toward defensiveness, which is, tends to be a quality that maybe tells me empathy is lacking a bit. And she could have answered it in a different way, such as, well, I'll take the time to hear them out and find out what the problem is so I can so I can address it, so I can resolve the issue, or I'll ask them questions to better learn about the situation because I want to make sure that, that we resolve the problem and get them the, uh, the help that they need. So, so asking questions about past performance or situations in the past can be very helpful to, to identify how they'll handle situations in the, in the future and whether or not they actually have the, the attitudes that you're looking for. Okay, number five, asking leading questions. And let me explain the difference here. What, what I like to call a hanging question versus a leading question, okay? A hanging question, I'll, I'll give you an example of a hanging question. Tell me about a time you had to deal with an angry customer. Okay, that's a hanging question. It leaves a, a, a variety of possible answers, correct? Now I'm gonna turn that question into a leading question. Tell me about a time you had to deal with an angry customer and how did you resolve it? So I just made that into a leading question. Well, what's the, what's the problem with that? Well, let's assume this person we're interviewing at their last job had 50 opportunities to deal with an angry, an angry customer and 48 out of 50 of those situations ended in a negative outcome. You just asked her though, or him, to tell you about the two times where there was a positive outcome that she or he actually resolved the issue. To go back to my Starbucks example, that may have been a lot different. Her answer may have been a lot different had the interviewer asked the question and finished it off with saying, tell me how you resolve the issue. Now, you may have gotten a better answer to that particular question, but again, in an interview, I'm much more concerned about the person's overall character. Okay, so just a quick recap. Here is the top five mistakes, interview mistakes. One is overvaluing experience. So definitely consider experience, but make sure you don't overlook attitude in the process. Number two is not identifying the attitudes that you're looking for prior to the interview. So make sure you know what you're looking for and, and don't rely as much on, on these fuzzy first impressions, which can also often be somewhat deceiving. Uh, number three was giving a roadmap. So make sure you don't give them the answers to the, to the test. Number four was asking hypothetical questions. Get much more concerned with what someone's actually done versus what they say they'll do. And number five was asking leading questions. So guys, I'll tell you, this is not a perfect science. The best HR managers sometimes get this wrong, but with some small adjustments, I think you can significantly increase the the odds of getting someone who's going to be a great long-term fit for the practice. So thank you so much for tuning in to this podcast, and we will see you next time.